The college football experience, Washington Huskies at the UCLA Bruins game preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, presented by WinBet. Bet a hundred dollars at WinBet and get a hundred dollar free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W Y N N B E T to claim your free bet today. This is Jim Mora, and you're listening to SGPN. Let her ride. Yes, yes, Woo-wee. welcome, welcome to the college football experience, Washington Huskies at the UCLA Bruins 2022 game preview episode. My name is Colby Swinging Database Dad, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. There's a big one Friday night and I had to bring on. Oh, I'm excited about this episode. I'll just put it like that. I'm super excited about this episode because these fucking teams have been playing one another since. I I, I mean, this is going to be ruined potentially since 1932. I am joined by UCLA fan. All right, UCLA fan, but also the host of the Zed Run Gambling Podcast. You can give them a follow on Twitter at Zed Podcast and also the Luck Stops Here's Podcast. I, I've known this guy for like fucking 20 years almost. Give it up for my guy, <laughs> Scott Bowser. How you doing, pal? What's up? How you doing, Colby? Oh, it's always a good day when I can get you on the show, man. Hell oh. yeah, man. I'm excited to be here, dude. I'm excited because I can finally watch a UCLA game at home this season. I didn't have to travel to some sports book to find the Pac-12 network. I, I mean, because I do live here in Vegas, so I, I'm much better situated to find random games at places than most people are. I am lu- lucky there, but still, sometimes it can cost me sixty bucks just to watch an afternoon game. Yeah, because because, because your, your boy Larry Scott, it is what what was he spending again in Vegas? I read this article of him spending like. I feel like uh, he spent a weekend trip to Vegas. He spent like almost a hundred grand. He had to be gambling. I mean, that's the only possible fucking answer. Yeah. Uh, you know, Larry Scott definitely, I think, part of the real demise of the uh, the, the potential demise of the Pac-12, or at least the departing uh, or departure or future departure of USC and UCLA. But uh, I mean, hey, I mean, I guess we can talk about all of it here. This yeah, this dude. is a rivalry you might not have. In say uh, two years, so well, you know what? Right when you hit me up to see if I was uh, free to do this, I was like, I started immediately thinking. Uh, it just flashed before my eyes. Uh, my first year as a season ticket holder was two thousand one, and uh, I, had, I pretty much had them every year. There's a couple years I missed, but uh, pretty much had them every year until I moved here to Vegas in twenty nineteen. So almost twenty twenty years as a season ticket holder, and. 2001, Deshaun Foster ran for over 300 yards, four touchdowns at the Rose Bowl, and I was there against Washington. Phenomenal game. And then a few years later, Maurice Drew broke both those records in Seattle. 
Mm, mm, mm. That's when Washington hit the dark years. Like Washington, yeah. I remember Washington as a fucking like a West growing up on the East Coast, like a West Coast powerhouse. I mean, UCLA was really good too in the in the nineties, but Washington, I remember like they went to Miami when Miami was loaded. Yep. And played them. They, they were winning natties. Yeah, yeah, they played in them like in early nineties with Mark know, Brunel like, and Mark Bruner and Corey yeah. Dillon and all, like those teams were lawyer Malloy. Those teams were fucking filthy. They were filthy in the, in Napoleon the Napoleon Kaufman. Yeah. Oh man. He was so nasty. He was so nasty in college, but then they went, they hit in the early two thousands after new and I'm not a new guy after he got in trouble. Cause he submitted a fucking NCAA tournament bracket. Yeah, dude. What, what so kind stupid. of crack of shit is the, Oh, don't get me started on the NCAA, but that is some nonsense. But <laughs> yeah, after that was- after he, he, so he gets fired essentially from that. I know there was also some things with Jeremy Stevens and stuff, but then they went through some really fucking dark years. They went, they, they, they were really bad for like a, like pretty much a decade and, and Sarkeesian to his credit, even though I'm not big of a, I'm not much of a Sarkeesian believer. He did get that program to at least start making bowls. And then Chris Peterson yeah. got it all the way back on track. So no, I've always wanted to go sailgating there too. So, I mean, uh, it, like that's the kind of vibe in the atmosphere. I mean, look what how the Seahawks fans are. Like that's a fan base that'll get behind stuff. So I mean, you just need the right coach there, and you know, like I, they're obviously doing great right now. I mean, uh, like like okay. just two four and teams. I'm glad we get to we get to see that. You know, like on a Friday night like matchup like this. Yeah, that's bring, a lot of fun. Yeah. And br- bringing in Kalen DeBauer, which I thought was such a good hire. I mean, this guy was great at Fresno State. He was great as an offensive coordinator at Fresno, the first stint, and then uh, at Indiana, where Michael Penix was his quarterback. So now he brings in Penix to Washington, and now the Huskies are rolling. The Huskies haven't hit the road yet, though. UCLA did just hit the road. They took down Colorado in Boulder, um, but this one should be a dandy Friday night. But yeah, okay. So, so I mean, are you going to miss this game much uh, as a UCLA yeah, this fan? Is, this is one of those ones where you always got, like as a fan, especially every other year when it was, but see, but then once they switched to the, the new pac 12 format where it's like, it started rotating where all of a sudden you're seeing them like every four years at the Rose bowl. And yeah. so I think it's lost its luster over the last decade or so we're growing up. This is a much bigger game. Like, I, I also think like the fact that Los Angeles and you might be able to attest to this better than me. Cause I wasn't here before, but uh, there's so many transplants. So like, I think, you know, I, I remember we had Randy cross on the show and I off air, I guess he was telling us about like how man, he goes, UCLA fans used to show up and like, he goes, it's different now, man. It's different. And I just wonder if the amount of transplants that come into Los Angeles, because the entertainment industry has been a direct result of that or just winning. I don't know. What do you think that, that I mean, I think it's a combination of those things. I, I think, you know, like they didn't ever establish their brand the way SC did during like the Pete Carroll years. And so there's like a whole generation of people growing up that UCLA really is just a clown school. Yeah. I mean, like, whereas like for me, like when I was growing up, like they dominated that rivalry in the nineties, winning eight in a row, you know, yeah, it was like yeah. well, a very exciting time to be a Bruin fan. A lot of people don't remember this. And, and, you know, I am noted for saying uh, there's never been a national championship, a, a national champion in the history of college football. I really believe that. But in 1998, UCLA was supposed to play at Miami in early September. There was a yeah. hurricane uh, much like we had, we were about to get hit with the hurricane this weekend. Yeah. If you're in, in Florida. Yeah. yeah. 
that game got canceled and then they, they added it again in, in December. Like, it was like December 5th too. It was like, like a week into December. It was. Yeah. So and, yeah, like, and then Edron James ran all over them in that, game. but, but the, and look, and back then you didn't play 12 games. You played 11. So like that gap was even bigger. And then uh, I thought one of the terrible things in that game was Danny farmer. Uh, I believe it was Danny farmer, that wide receiver for UCLA. He didn't beach volleyball player. Don't, don't sell. Yes. Start. Well, that, I mean, that, I thought UCLA had that game one. There was a questionable fumble in that game. UCLA would have played for the national championship that year. And I think should have, because I thought that call was absolutely fucking terrible. And uh, I don't know. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole there, but I think yeah, that was the first year of the BCS. Yeah. And that was a crock of shit like that, that call. I almost think like, I don't know. I, I had some David Stern conspiracy beliefs on that call because I thought <laughs> yeah, he was, was down was for like brutal, 30 man. seconds. Yeah. Um, but, but anyway, yeah, UCLA struggled to establish their brand. I know you heard coach Mora on the intro, uh, the Yukon coach now, Jim Mora, who's, who's been on the show before too, but, but uh, you know, I, under him, they actually did have 10 win seasons. It just never really got rolling. Well, yeah. And you look at just the way the program overall to mismanage the last 10 years, like looking at like the under armor deal, you know, and where this is not, has nothing to do with the coaching staff or anything. But stuff like this will drive fans away. And I mean, I definitely think the attendance so far this year is being hit by the move to the Big Ten. That's it's a direct it's, Well, and what what are you doing playing your games? Okay, but it was bad enough if you were in LA, the heat problems that we were having, like some of the hottest days in the history of Los Angeles. But then then playing your game at eleven AM on a Saturday morning. Look, well, they, I think that's the Pac twelve network uh trying to trying to be dicks about it because the games aren't getting picked up by Fox or ESPN. So PAC 12 network has like, they basically have them under their mercy for, for games like that. And I mean, part of that is scheduling week too. I mean, but I'll say this, like, and we've, you know, I've talked about this like off the air before where it's like, it's about time they schedule a week because they were scheduling ridiculous for decades. And it's yeah. like, Hey, you know, like give yourself a little advantage by, by, doing like doing what Alabama does, doing what Clemson does and getting those cupcakes in there on the non- well, conference side. Well, and some of this wasn't even UCLA's fault. Like if, if people see you, UCLA played their first ever FCS team, Alabama state this year. Uh, yeah. And that game was actually supposed to be Michigan and Michigan canceled. Michigan was supposed to play at the Rose bowl and Michigan canceled. Uh, so they actually had a power five on the schedule. So you still would have been playing 10 power fives, but yes, it is a little lighter than years past. Cause I know a lot of years you'll do, uh, you know, like t- uh, another power five matchup and then uh, like BYU and San Diego state, which is just insane. You're playing like <laughs> yeah, 12 yeah. fucking <laughs> quality teams. Um, but so I don't a couple know years ago. What was it like Oklahoma, Cincinnati and someone else Fresno, I, mean, I think, like- or San Diego state. You're just like, Whoa, what are you doing? Relax. Uh, it's like, why yeah. it's, it's like Colorado being this bad right now. You know, look, and I, Colorado's not a good football team. I'll be the first to tell you that. However, if you gave them Michigan's schedule uh, out of conference, that is, they would be three and zero. And I think without a sweat, they would be three and zero because that's yeah. how bad Michigan's out of conference schedule is. But Colorado instead played, you know, Colorado's three out of, out of conference opponents right now are 14 and one TCU yeah, all, air yeah. force and Minnesota. I mean, fucking insane. But anyway, let's hop into this because I am very curious your take on, on uh, what, what the Rose bowl will be like. And I, and I should mention that uh, shout out to Justin Decker, friend of the program. Um, but uh, he, uh, he did offer me a free ticket to this, but I could not make it. 
So I, I wanted to he'll go to this with, game. He'll be there with my brother. They have season tickets together. They still carry on my tradition and our seats there. So, uh, uh, yeah, too bad you can't make it, man. Like, is it's going to be a fun one? I do think uh, it'll be borderline lit for uh, the Rose Bowl on a Friday. No, I think that here's the problem with this one, because this is the finally they get a night game and it's a Friday night game. So you don't, there's not going to be that all day tailgate experience. And that, and it's gonna, I think that's going to kind of make it a weird vibe going into the stadium. However, the stadium does sell alcohol on the inside. And finally, after a, a long time of not doing that, <laughs> so people still be able to get turned up in there properly. I feel. Why, why don't they play it? So look, I'm, I am not a fan of SoFi. I'm a fan of the Rose bowl by far over SoFi. However, I do think that's another thing that hurts them is the fact I don't care what day of the week it is on a Friday. I live in Santa Monica to get to the Rose bowl at seven o'clock is basically like you're driving uh, from oh, Vegas dude, to San to, Diego. Yeah, you know you what I mean? Like, at like four o'clock, three thirty, really? Yeah. Like, like seriously, that hurts the hell out of them. I, I'm sure that that hurts the hell out of them. So, I mean, I just wonder if they would ever consider. Yeah, because you don't have that crazy campus thing. I do think it helps them though in a weird way of like they are kind of the team of the San Gabriel Valley, and so they have a fan base and historically will like in that Pasadena neighborhood area and like extending out through the San Gabriel Valley, like where I am one of those people that it was a quick jump down the freeway to get there. And so that's kind of our local team in a, in a weird way, you know? Like, yeah. So, and, that, and that's kind of a, really an untapped market for the rest of the city, you know, cause like the rest of the teams either playing like downtown or on the West side kind of, you know, like, yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you, man. That's so. why I think like the angels should move to long beach. I think that would, they would kill it in long beach instead of Anaheim. I think that would be a smart move. I agree. I mean, that would be, I mean, I mean, we could talk long beach state football, all day here, but uh, oh, dude, um, Titans versus uh, 49ers football oh, man. was something to behold. They the got to bring back that. those football programs, man. They, they, they do. I mean, I remember, I don't know. I mean, I could go, go down the rabbit hole of what George Allen, the final coach of, of long beach state, but look, this is, this, we got to talk about the game here uh, before we do he that. He also coached at Whittier college from my hometown. That's right. That's right. George Allen, legendary <laughs> Washington Redskins head coach. Uh, look, I want to tell you folks out there that the college football experience, UCLA, Washington game preview episodes brought to you by win bet, bet a hundred dollars at win bet and get a hundred dollar free bet. Head over to sports gambling podcast.com slash win bet. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash W Y N N B E T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by Babbel. If you're like me and there's a foreign language that you regret not learning in school, or you live in Los Angeles where you need a foreign language to talk to pretty much anybody. Um, it's never too late to start with Babbel. All right. Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. That's more than the white album sold. I think Scott. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's what I mean. I mean, look, come on. Even after Charles Manson plugged in, even, <laughs> even after that Manson PR run, uh, <laughs> look with Babel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a, a lesson. I mean, how great is that for people like me and Scott, you know, I'm sure, you know, to me, I, I, I can't handle these four hour long movies. I can handle four hour college football podcast, but four hour long movies. No, you, <laughs> look, give, give me a 10 minute babble Spanish lesson. And I'm all, I'm all in man. I'm all in. And, and look, it's not only Spanish. They have 14 different languages, French, Italian, German. Uh, so there are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, even live classes. Plus it comes with a 20 day money back guarantee. 
Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Uh, right now you can get up to 55% off your subscription. When you go to babble.com slash S G P that's B a B B E L.com slash S G P for up to 55% off your subscription. Babble language for life. All right. Look now this matchup is very interesting because both te- you can make a case, you, you know, with Michigan canceling that game, UCLA's schedule has been super soft. It really has. Not yeah. that's not all their fault. But at the same time, Washington, yes, Washington beat Stanford. They beat Michigan State, but we kind of don't know how good those teams are. Michigan State just lost thirty-eight to seven at home to Minnesota. Oh, yeah, I was just gonna yeah. say, man, like Michigan State, like even looking at last year, I know you were all over this, but like, yeah, they had a really good record, but they had a lot of breaks that go their way. They could have easily been a four and eight team last year. Yeah. I mean that Michigan game. I mean, I mean, there's a, there was a few of them where, and I get it. Like, you know, I, some people came back at me this past week when Washington state and Oregon played. And I said, man, Washington state, let them off the hook. And they're like, well, Oregon outgained them by, by a ridiculous amount, which is true. They did. But, and I cite that on, on Michigan state's uh, podcast all the time when I talk about that, but I still think game script matters. Washington state had a 99 yard interception return for a touchdown. So that means uh, Oregon got two possessions to zero for Washington State. Yeah. So it, it, it sometimes it's not always the deal breaker is if you're 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 just outgained. But if if it happens, I, I think yards could be one of the most deceiving stats because like okay, if I, let's just say I'm a consistently causing you to have short field position, making you kick off, or, or when you do, you, you're allowed to, and I'm only working with half a field or whatever every time. Yeah. And then when you go down, and you're able to get field goals. Like I always think points per game, like, like there should be a metric of like points per yard where you're looking at like, or like points per, you know, like per play, because like, I think there's something to that offensively. Because like, just like a, a team like Iowa is ever going to rank high offensively. That doesn't mean they're not efficient offensively to take advantage of the turnovers. Of their yeah. Defense creates. Yeah, so. exactly. I mean, if your defense is that good and sets you up, then like, you know, like I said, Washington state was winning for 57 minutes. So to me, they were doing something right. Uh, that was a brutal beat, man. I was watching that at the sports book. I Absolutely brutal. <laughs> but I'm sure these Husky fans are happy about that one because now they say, "Hey, first place is at stake here. We go down to Pasadena." Uh, both these teams, Scott, both these teams charting uh, pretty well defensively. Currently, UCLA is the 20th ranked defense in America. Washington, the 22nd ranked defense in America. And when it comes to offense. UCLA is currently ranked 12, but the Washington Huskies are ranked fifth. Considering how bad Washington was on offense last year, you're seeing the effect of a very good offensive coach, Kalen DeBauer. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I don't care. I don't care if they're play if you think the schedule's soft or not. Last year they fucking scored seven points against Montana. Well, let's look look at what he did as a coach last year at Fresno State. Exactly. Into the Rose Bowl. Yeah, but for, yeah, exactly. Fresno went into the Rose Bowl and won in a crazy game. That game was fantastic. Um yep. So you got both these teams squaring off each other. I'm seeing the line at, uh, sitting at three currently, but what do you think the key is for UCLA to, to, to basically, you know, take down the Huskies at home and remain un, un, unbeaten? Is it just, Hey, we're a veteran team. Dorian Thompson Robinson's our decision maker and, and just limit the turnovers and play our, our brand yeah, game. Let Zach Charbonnet pound it first off. I mean, I think that's a big factor. He needs to get 25, 30 carries in this game and really wear that defense down because he's a big physical. I see him climbing up the NFL draft boards more and more lately. 
where like in some cases he's people's number two back prospect for next year. Um, dude, the guy's 6'1", 225, physical back. You yeah. know, that's the kind of guy you want to wear a defense out with because that does set, set up a lot of the read option stuff with DTR and a lot of that RPO stuff where, dude, and I here's, the, I think, the real key to the matchup for them, though, is Jake Bobo because he's starting to emerge as a legit number one option in the receiving game. The Duke the transfer. more he steps up there and help, the more he can help move the chains on third down, that's so huge for this offense because you can keep pounding with Charbonnet knowing that you have him on those third and six, third and seven plays. Like, Ed Bobo, 15 receptions, 221 yards on the season, almost 15 yards a grab. So yeah. him and yeah, he, uh, and Cosmere Allen that make a pretty good Kathy, one, two he, punch. They're a great little kind of like the big tall guy and the short shifty guy. Like they both bring a lot of speed to the table, but they bring different elements of the game. Casimir Allen's great a lot on a lot of those jet sweeps and stuff too. So, I mean, there's so many ways you can get both these guys in game. And I think that's going to be a real key hitting them on the outside with those guys because it's going to open up that middle for Charbonnet to really do some damage. I also think you got to highlight DTR's running capability. And you could say the same maybe with Penix, but I think DTR is even more of a rush. I like to say, I like to yeah. pronounce it Penix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let me ask you this getting a little bit off topic here. Are, are you happy with the Chip Kelly era? Yeah. I mean, I think he got kind of a raw deal because people were expecting the results he had at Oregon right away, but people forget he was the Oregon's recruiting and offensive coordinator for a couple of years. And, and Mike Bellotti so, set him up with a great team. Set him, yeah, yeah, they, like, yeah. It was like set up to do it his way exactly from day one there. Whereas at UCLA, like rebuilding from the Mora era, which like it's not that more and more set him up pretty good prospect wise. It was just one of those things where those guys didn't really fit his system. And it yeah. took a couple of years to get that together. And by the time it started clicking together, the COVID hits. Yeah, I was about to say that's one that I like. Even with the Scott Frost thing, and I was one that I thought Frost was going to work out in Nebraska, and I still think like, okay, he probably deserves to be fired. But I think it was incredibly hard on all those coaches that are trying to establish their their teams that that hiring class from right there in eighteen. You saw Dan Mullen fired. You saw Scott Frost fired. Uh, Chip Kelly was one of those hired right then, and you got hit with COVID in the middle and like the critical year. Cause year two to year three, I feel like you're really trying to, you know, get everything intact. And especially out here in Los Angeles. I mean, it was, I, I traveled the country during COVID look, well, LA, you, LA was fucking different than Oklahoma. All right. Like, or, 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 yeah. or Texas or something like LA, you could not fucking find an open place anywhere. You know what I mean? So I think they really got hit with COVID during that stretch. So I, yeah. I actually think he did it. He's doing a good job. I do too. Cause like, I think we're just seeing a little bit COVID kind of delayed a little bit. We saw it last year where the program team went eight and four and dude running up 60 plus points in the Coliseum against USC is always a successful year yeah. for most UCLA yeah. fans. <laughs> like, On like, board, yeah. Show me a UCLA fan upset about a coach that in year four is running up 60 points on SC in the Coliseum. We will take that every time. Like. <laughs> You're right, though. You are right. And and look, I've heard people, you know, coming into the season that were saying, "Well, it's a make or break year for Chip Kelly." I'm like, no, I don't think it really is. Like, I don't think I, as long as he's like no. a bowl eligible, I think this thing's going in the right direction. Um, and it's kind well, of what I thought it would be. You know, you know ma- the crazy fact about this program right now. What's that? Going back to Mora, where his first year is 2012. So this is that's 11 season. This is the 11th season. They've only they've broken camp with only three starting quarterbacks. Like other guys have started games because of injuries in that time, but Brett Hundley, 
Josh Rosen, and now the fifth-year senior DTR. That is wild. That is wild. <laughs> when you compare that to some schools that have probably gone, I mean, Washington, for example, has probably gone through, I don't know, 10 quarterbacks in that same rare. Yeah, no, it's, it's really like, there's some stability there. Uh, like building forward, I think, you know, and, and dude, uh, let's talk about the defense a little bit. Cause I think those kids from North Texas are making a serious impact on this. Oh, those guys are studs. Uh, they are absolute studs. What he's referring to is, is uh, two brothers transferred over from the University of North Texas, Gabriel Murphy and uh, and Grayson Murphy, Grayson I believe. Murphy, yeah. yeah, and together, I mean, they've done a great job. I think they're combined for three sacks. Uh, but they gave just you know they got hit on the defensive side of the ball. If there wasn't the transfer portal, UCLA's defense probably would have been a mess because they lost a ton on the defensive side of the ball a season ago. But being able to go in the portal and get some key guys like the, the Murphy brothers, I think ha- has been a huge impact. And l- I mean, if you look at what they've done thus far, I know, like I said, the schedule was somewhat light, but 17 points in game one, seven in game two, 31 in game, in game three, and then 17 again in game four, they're holding opponents to a, a pretty respectable uh, amount from a scoring standpoint. Um, no, that's and my, surprising. And my Bo Calvert, you know, he, he can make plays too. I think they got enough guys that they can rotate, especially in that front seven, like where they're, they're too deep in a lot of those spots. So like you can keep fresh legs out there. And I think that's going to be huge in a game like this, man. Like you, you need to be able to keep coming at them and coming at them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also the, the secondary will be, will be uh, a spot to, that could really uh, be interesting to watch the battle going on between some key receivers at Washington that, that we'll get to in a minute and the secondary of the Bruins. Um, I want to get us paid one more time before we, uh, before we talk about the Washington Huskies. I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by no house advantage. No house advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. You can play in pick them contests versus other people for a shot at winning 250 grand in cash. Holy shit. That's a lot of money. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points and, and uh, for correct picks that is, and then climb up that leaderboard for your shot to win big money every single day. Um, and, and it's not only NFL, it's NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, NASCAR. Come on now, sign up now with the promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app to get a uh, first deposit match up to $25. We're also brought to you by promoguide.us. Yeah, promoguide.us is the best place to go if you're interested in plus EV betting strategies. They don't simply tell you, you know, what team is probable to win, but more like where the best odds will be, how to track it down, how to cash in big on because look, there's constantly changing promotions going on every single minute, I feel like. Um, so go to promoguide.us and check out the 100% track, transparent, and proven method for betting smarter. Make sure you check out promoguide.us. We're also brought to you by Odds Trader. Yes, Odds Trader. The uh, Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all the major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promo codes from sportsbook to sportsbook to assure that you get the best deal possible. It also has a bet tracker, so betters can keep records of of all your games and betting activity. Which, with when you're talking me and Scott, I know that can become a big deal, and especially in like November <laughs> and December when sports are just flying, we're doing college basketball bets. We're doing Zed run bets. We're doing, uh, <laughs> you know, NBA college football, NFL, the fucking gray cup. I'm no stranger to betting on the gray cup. Uh, I mean, you got the world cup going on this year. You might even have a UFC, a boxing thing. I mean, we're true DJs here. So 
Look, it organizes that for you. So folks, check out oddtrader.com slash blue wire odd trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right. Uh, the Huskies, the Huskies offensively. I'm not surprised. I think a lot of people are surprised and I, I do love looking at the stat sheet for the season and seeing Sam, Sam Horde on there. Horde. Uh, you remember the Horde brothers, uh, Damon Brock and Brock Horde yeah. and Dwayne Horde. Yeah. 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 Uh, those guys, Horde. there's a, there's it's, a third. It sounds like Ralph on the Sopranos. Just oh, the, the Horde brothers. <laughs> Uh, it's great to see. Uh, uh, look, maybe next year after Penix graduates, well, he'll, he'll be the starter. I don't know, but Michael Penix is kicking ass right now. He's completing almost 10 yards of completion at 64%, 12 touchdowns and one interception. That is, I mean, that is pretty fucking impressive. I don't care who you're playing. They also have the UVA transfer Wayne Talapapa. Uh, probably butchering the pronunciation of that name, but he, he I know Patty C who's a Virginia Wahoo fan. He was upset to see him hit the portal and head to Seattle. And they kind of have a running back by a committee with Cameron Davis and Richard Newton. Uh, But I don't know that the run game will be that big of an X factor. If it is, I think it's Penix legs. I think. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. I, I totally agree with you there. Like it's, and that's where I think UCLA kind of might have an edge in this game is they are a more well-balanced offense. A hundred percent. You with a run and pass. So it's like, they can keep you off balance and they can do just enough to let DTR get out and really make some plays where with, uh, with my man Phoenix, it's going to be kind of hard to like, like, like they're going to be keyed in on him from, from the get go. And like, especially we're talking about like the Murphy brothers, like, like they they got pass rushers that can get after him and Hey, he's got the kind of legs and stuff that can beat you too. So, I mean, just because they're going to get after him, trust me, that could be a, that could be a bad thing sometimes with some of these good quarterbacks. Cause like you get, you put the pressure on them in the backfield and they burn you for 25 yards on their, on their feet. So, uh, but I, I do think like, I think that the Bruins can, cause I, I'm really impressed with this defensive coaching staff this year so far. They made some changes in the off season. There's some tough calls, but uh, I think that they're, they can dial up the pressure, but remain conservative enough in the, in the coverage schemes to like, just kind of let him make mistakes. Yeah, and I, but I, I do think that is the the area, and I know Fresno State with Kalen DeBauer, the head coach of Washington, used to be at Fresno. The way he was able to have success last season in in the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, taking on UCLA, was hitting you know Jake Hayner to Jalen Cropper and some of these uh, Josh Smith, I believe these these exciting wideouts there uh, at Fresno. And believe it or not, you know people coming into this season at Washington, they said, hey, they they don't have receivers. It might take them some time. No, not the case. Instantly. Uh, uh, Kalen DeBauer has found s- some very good wide receivers. Jalen McMillan is lighting it up. Twenty-one receptions, three hundred sixty-seven <laughs> yards, almost eighteen yeah, I was yards of completion. Bring him up, man. McMillan is the guy that scares me on this team right now. Like, like, hit, like, Penix to him scares me more than anything else they bring to the table. But if you can key in on that, I feel like it opens a lot of stuff up. Yeah, yeah, but still, that passing game I think has been way ahead of where people thought it would be. They also oh, have Jalen Polk and O'Dunsey and, and Giles Jackson. It is a good passing attack. And I do think if Washington is going to win this game, they're going to have to exploit, I guess a secondary that hasn't been, t- I don't want to say the secondary is not good for UCLA. It's just, it hasn't really been tested. Colorado couldn't throw to save their life. South Alabama is probably the best throwing team that, that you've seen. And they're not, I would still not describe them as a pass happy team. Uh, Alabama state. They don't throw. I mean, they don't even score the ball well offensively, no matter what it is. And then, uh, and then Bowling Green, I guess you could say maybe a little bit. Uh, yeah, and also, you know, Quinn Lake was such a big part of the secondary in the last couple of years. There, 
And so him, him being in the NFL now, like we haven't seen that true leader emerge in that secondary. So maybe when we say they're not tested yet, they also have like, they're a little, maybe don't have that big marquee guy like they did last year. kind of. Thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that is going to be key And the, the defensive side of the ball. Washington's been, I feel like Washington's been good on the defensive side of the ball for quite a while. You look at and see, uh, you know, they, they have a guy on the D line, Braylon Trice, that is going to be in the NFL. He's got four and a half sacks already. Uh, him and then Zion Tupulula Fitui. Those two guys. They, they, they always have these big 300 pound defensive linemen that just wreck shop. That's dude, the thing about Washington. Dude. I feel like, like they just keep a recruiting, like they have a, a recruiting coordinator that just is in the Samoan islands. You know what I mean? Like they just, there, yeah. just saying, Hey, okay, this guy's going to be good. He's only in eighth grade. Let's give him a scholarship. I yeah, feel he's already two eighty five, six, three in eighth grade. We better, yeah. we better get on him now. <laughs> well, I want that job where I can just ha- hop around Hawaii and all the other islands right there. Just pay me some money and I'll just watch football on an Island and drink uh, cocktails. Um, but I, honestly, I'm a big wave surfer, man. Like uh, big Patrick <laughs> Swayze. Yeah, man. All right. I would love to do that. I could be Johnny Utah. All right. I could be Johnny Utah. <laughs> could fake a knee injury, but I, mine wouldn't be from the Rose bowl uh, with uh, Keanu Reeves. What in that his character hurt his knee in the Rose bowl at Ohio yeah, state. Yeah, He hurt his knee and that's why he didn't go pro. But he ended up joining the FBI. That's what I'm saying. I could do that. I could, hurt, but I hurt my knee at the. Uh, I don't know at the, uh, the bowling. Bowling. There we go. I tore my knee up bowling. <laughs> uh, but this defense is me. good. I, man. I pulled a muscle in my ribs just sleeping. So. <laughs> hey, that happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, that happens. It, it, Depends yeah, how many margaritas yeah. you had the night before, but. Uh, <laughs> Dude, this defense is good. The linebacker position, Cam Bright, uh, Alfonso Tupulala, that guy's a fucking beast. Leads the team on the tackles, 23 uh, tackles on the team, three sacks. He's, I'm telling you, this Washington defense is is pretty damn good. They also have linebacker Carson Bruner. Does that name sound familiar from the University of Washington? Yes, the tight end Mark Bruner that played for the Pittsburgh Steelers is a Washington Husky. You can ask Miami fans about him back in '92 because he scorched them. I actually think this defense is pretty good. They're, they haven't been tested on the road, but they have played some decent. Like Stanford can actually move the ball offensively. They can. Yeah, uh, McKee's a pretty damn good quarterback. I don't yeah. think Stanford gets enough credit. And also, people get in their head that Stanford still this ground and pound team where they become far more of a finesse team the last few years. So, yeah. like, Certainly. they're not quite that 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 smart kid that beats you up Stanford anymore. They're they're much more of like. Going back to their roots is a finesse program. That's why they've struggled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they would do that. But uh uh either way, I feel like this is where we're in for a treat uh Friday night here. Um, I want to get to the over under in a second, but I, I one more time I gotta get us paid. I want to tell you folks out there that the college football experience is brought to you by the Elias Game Plan app. Yes. Did you know that the best day of the week is actually Monday, Thursday, and Sunday because it's NFL season over at the Elias Game Plan app? And that's their favorite time of year. The it's, I mean, look, it's the Elias game plan app. You might be familiar with the name Elias game plan, you know, from the Elias sports bureau, the official statisticians of us pro sports leagues. They have this brand new app. That is fantastic. They'll give you league validated news, uh, league team validated stats. I mean, all this stuff, head to head comparisons ahead of the matchups, not just that week. I'm talking, you want to know what's happening in week 15. They already got that for you. 
as well as they'll help you, uh, you know, with your fantasy teams, fantasy lineups, as well as give you an advantage with betting, tell you which games you should be betting on. Elevate your NFL season today and download the Elias Game Plan app. That's E L I A S. And right now, if you do, I have a special offer for you. Get 15% off your annual subscription, but only if you use the promo code SGPN15. Find the Elias Game Plan Sports Betting app in the App Store or Google Play Store. Once again, promo code SGPN15. We're also brought to you by Fubo TV. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Right now, you can try Fubo TV for free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F U B O T V dot com slash S G P. We're also brought to you by Sling TV. It's college football season, which means you need the unbeatable coverage of Sling TV starting at $35 a month. Sling has all the biggest games on the biggest channels like ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN3, SEC Network, ACC Network, Fox, and the Big Ten Network, all for the best price. You can stream it on any device, record up to 50 hours with included DVR space. You could pause or change your service at any time. Check out Sling.com for special offers. Sling, the live TV you love for a price you'll love. Try us today. Notice how they didn't say the Pac 12 network in there. Anyway, uh, this game. Don't, don't get me started on it, dude. Don't get me started. <laughs> Larry Scott. Larry Scott sitting there somewhere. Sitting there somewhere. Just, 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 I, 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 you, just you think, polishing his first nickel like he was Scrooge McDuck. Dude. You, you think a, he's employed by anyone, or is he just still living I, off that Pac-12 he, blood money? He better not be, dude. Like <laughs> he, like, like he's one of those guys that's like I wouldn't hire him to run a lap. Okay. <laughs> Oh man. Uh so I'm looking at this game right now. I'm seeing a over under at 66. So as much as we just hype both their defenses, Vegas is saying, "Hey, their defense is all right, but these offenses are fine-tuned." Uh a lot of scoring projected in this matchup. Do you have a lean on 66? Uh you know, I saw 64 and a half. So like uh 66 doesn't really change my thought. I, I was leaning over on this one. I could see this being in the 70s. No problem. I think so too. I think you're looking at probably like a, uh, I don't know, 42, 42, 35 type of game, something like I was that. I think like 42, 38. Yeah. Like 40, yeah. 45, 42, even something like that. Yeah. I, I, I can definitely see this being a shootout, you know, and I think it's going to come down to the quarterback that takes care of the ball. Yeah. And, yeah. and for, for UCLA, what they got to do is I, what they've been doing the last couple of weeks is they keep getting these really dumb fouls on third down defensively. And this defense is so much better that you need to get off the field quicker, not commit these bad roughing the passer calls that are on, on an incomplete pass where you're just extend, letting them extend these drives. Like I really feel like this defense could be a top five defense if they just cut out a lot of these dumb, like pass interference and roughing the passer calls. Well, I mean the last couple of times they've played this game in Pasadena. So last time they played in, in 2018, damn, it's been that long since they came to Pasadena. Uh, I I think COVID factored into that, but it's like the, the way that they juggled this where it's like, okay. And I get, you have to keep Stanford and Cal as like the in division, like out of division, like in-state rivalry games that you keep every year, but it sucks because you only play the Oregon and Washington schools every other year or like so many, it's just, yeah. Yeah, but at least you have the non-game schedule. It's not like the SEC yeah. when you're playing like, hey, Texas A&M's playing South Carolina uh, at South Carolina for the first time uh, in 20 years. You know what I mean? Like, or, I mean, I guess A&M <laughs> A&M's a bad example because they're the newest team to the SEC. But you know what I mean? No, I, like, know, I know exactly yeah. what you're saying. You know, like, like a a Kentucky old Miss game. Yes. rarely happens. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, Kentucky's <laughs> coming to Oxford, Mississippi. 
for the first time since 1998. And it's like, what the fuck? It's like, are you Shit. even in the same conference? Are you even in the same conference? Um, uh, last time these ga- this game happened in Pasadena, Washington won 31, 24, the previous matchup though, UCLA won 41, 31. Uh, and the, the one before that UCLA won 24, 23, actually UCLA was on one there. They, they won the one prior to that too, 44, 31. So uh, it's been a tough place for Washington. Just one in the past uh, five that I'm seeing here and this all time series, by the way, UCLA holds the lead 40 to 33. And there was two ties back when, back when football back was when ridiculous. That, that was a thing. Yeah. Tie, I, that's one thing. Look, I know a lot of people say, Colby, you're an old soul. You like the old football ties. Absolutely terrible. The NFL needs to fix that as well. Um, uh, Couldn't agree more. I mean, come on, dude, if I'm going to go sit at a game yeah. all day or watch and invest, dude, the NHL used to drive me crazy with that. Cause it was always like, dude, just do the shootout at the end. It'll take 10 minutes more and we'll yeah. have a winner. Just and give me some, just give me the reward better. of seeing the fucking game. A tie yeah. is not a reward. Um, here we are Washington minus three. Now this jumped all the way up. I think it was even at four at one point. Now it's down to three and, and uh, I'm curious. I mean, you're a UCLA guy, so I think you are going to go Bruins plus three. But any interest in riding that money line of uh, what plus one twenty five? I feel like right the now? money line because, like, just seeing like it open up. I always see when there's that big of a line movement due to public action. Like, hey, I maybe kind of trust those original handicappers more than I trust John Q. Public here. Yeah, and, and I, I was, you know, I think Scott's referring to the fact I was telling him this pre-episode that I was like. From what I'm seeing here, it opened at UCLA minus three. I don't know that that's a hundred percent true, but what I am seeing right now, maybe this is an error by the by the app that I am using. But if so, that's a that's a six point swing, which is fucking yeah, that's huge. just. I mean, I know college football has these crazy line movements that are just re- crazy compared to the NFL, but still, that is a gigantic uh, swing right there. I'll tell you though, man. I get playing the money line here, especially when I rattle off the history and seeing UCLA's success. Yeah. I mean, I've been to a lot of, I was at a lot of those games, you know, and like I've seen this over and over where good Washington teams come in there and get dealt with like, and especially on a big, on a Friday night game like this, I don't know. I think there's going to be a little magic in the air, you know, especially after Troy Aikman calling out the fans, dude. Oh, so you gotta, oh. yeah. yeah and, and Randy Cross was saying, what's going on fans. You got to show up to these things. So I gotta be, I gotta be honest though. You're my, you're my, you're my pal. I love you. But at the same time, I believe in Kalen DeBauer as a head coach. And I, not that I don't believe in chip Kelly. I just think when you've played four teams, the caliber that you have now, I, like I said, Washington hasn't left and maybe the caliber Stanford and, and Michigan state will end up being weak. I think this offense is going to fly and I'm going to take Washington lay in the three at three and a half where or four, which was a couple days ago. Then I get concerned because I think it could be a field goal game, but I do think Washington is going to win this one. I think the fact that this place probably will not be lit helps Washington. So I am going to lay the points with the Huskies. I know you hate me. You can talk about how much you hate me right now. Oh no, no. I mean, (laughs) I understand like, I mean, they are ranked 15th in the country or whatever. I mean, it's like this, this isn't like like a hot take alert or anything, but I do like honestly, based on the history of this rivalry, and I think the balance that UCLA's offense brings, where just they're able to run the ball. I think I mean it's not that Washington can't run the ball; they're averaging what like 168 yards a game, 162 yards a game. The UCLA's 220. 
I just think that balance that they bring offensively right now is going to be able to do enough to keep them off balance and keep their, and keep Penix off the field. Yeah. You know, cause like, like I, I do think that could be a factor of Washington's defense getting gas late because they haven't managed the clock properly. And, and Zach Charbonnet is just pounding the ball late. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. You make a lot of sense there. I cannot wait for this matchup folks. Uh, look, I mean, this is a must watch game. This game's awesome. Get yourself yeah. in front of a TV Friday night and watch this game. You got to support this old rivalry because Scott's already telling me that the Purdue UCLA rivalry 17 years <laughs> from now is going to be absolutely fantastic. Um, but no, Scott, I, uh, c- come back on a college basketball episode too. I'm excited to talk Bruin basketball. Oh yeah, man. Amari Bailey this season and Adam bone. I'm, I'm excited with some of these recruits and I mean, Johnny Juzang off, you know, went on to greener pastures, but we still got Tyler Tiger Campbell. Look at Jaime Yaquez. I, I, I love this team, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for them too, man. Uh, and, and I mean, any thoughts on that Purdue, Purdue UCLA rivalry that you think is going to be the, you know, to it's die an for? incredible basketball rivalry, but I, I'm really more looking <laughs> forward to that. You know, like that that Rutgers game, that Maryland game, uh, Penn State. But you know, no. In all in all seriousness, though, there is already kind of a built-in rivalry against Wisconsin because we had the two Rose Bowl losses to them in the '90s, and then played them in a Sun Bowl or two as well during that era. So there's That's kind true. of a historic rivalry against Wisconsin. So, like, I am actually looking forward to those games. The question is, is uh, I, I'm just curious how the scheduling will work. Like, how often will you see Wisconsin? Probably not often. I, I really think this is going to become like, I think two more PAC 12 teams is going to end up joining. If you want my honest prediction, like yeah. Oregon and Washington or Cal Stanford, something like that. And the, the big 10 is basically going to, or try to get all of those teams, you know, yeah. the four yeah. California schools, Oregon and Washington. And then now they have a six team West coast pod. I can you see know? that too. I can see that too. But their slice of the pie gets smaller. And I think that's the hard part that's right true. now. Kevin Warren has to go to those uh, school presidents and say, look, that's the much I mean, money. You and I have both been talking about this for years. Where we're headed to the era of like it's eventually going to be four super conferences, most likely. Yeah, and and like, hey, but if that sets up like a sick ass twenty fourteen playoff, I'm all in. Yeah, I mean, look, a twenty fourteen playoff. Uh, that's, I will not settle for anything less than twenty fourteen playoff. You know, I, I you know when, you know I won't either. I'm pretty much at like, yeah, I I I think I'm like giving at twenty four. I'm like okay. I'm kind of giving there. I really want it. 32. I, I agree. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I, I think it could be 32 very easily. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so folks, you know where we stand, subscribe to the college football experience. He's on UCLA. He's on UCLA money line. Give Scott Bowser a follow and make sure you check out his, his podcast. First off, he's on Twitter at Scott underscore Bowser, but also check out the Zed run podcast on Twitter at Zed podcast. You can give them a follow, but also just check them out in general, wherever podcasts can be found. Yes. iTunes where I mean, get the SGPN app. You'll have access to it. Uh, also the luck stops here pod. I know uh, myself, my brother been on that show as well. Check out that Scott does great work. Appreciate you hopping on the show and folks, Thank you, buddy. This yeah, anytime, man, anytime, anytime let's talk brewing football or basketball. It's always great to do that and baseball too. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm down with college baseball. So. There we go. Subscribe to the college baseball experience. Noah Beanick doing a great job there. Uh, also check out the sports gambling podcast folks, uh, you know, what's NFL season right now, NFL gambling podcast, the whole platform's on fire. All right. Whether it's with college football experience, college basketball experience, just dropped the Duke preview and the North Carolina preview. Go listen to that. Woo! 
Yeah, it, we're we're in the thick of it. Season Dude, tips November seventh. Uh, Canadian football Jim doing his thing. Oh, CFL gambling podcast. Check that out. Yes, CFL Jim doing a great job, and the the you know the road to the Grey Cup still going on. We do not discriminate. We love uh, Canadian Football League because they rarely play in a dome. Uh, so <laughs> I mean, right. just disproving all these theories of. Uh, <laughs> Of all these other dumb teams, but uh, anyway, uh, look, uh, check out that what M- NBA gambling podcast, NFL gambling podcast. It, the list goes on and on and on. Hop in, you hockey know, coming up, buddy. Ho- yeah, hockey. Love, loves. Love, man, uh, are you, you're a Ducks or a Kings guy? I'm a Kings guy. Okay, okay. there you go. Uh, to the Ducks Gretzky were an days. Expansion team when I was like in eighth grade. Dude, they don't even count in my mind. Yeah, and you always hated Emilio Estevez too, right? Uh, nah, I'm, nah, joking. Right. I'm joking. I'm right. joking. I like movies. I like movies about guys that get to you. Like he won you over at Men at Work, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Young Guns. <laughs> repo Man. You want to oh, me? I love Repo Man. Don't start with Repo Man, folks. Yeah. We could do. I could do a whole <laughs> Repo Man podcast. Uh, folks, subscribe. We appreciate you. Take the Huskies, says Dundee. Take the Bruins, says Scott Bowser. Listen to the Zed Run podcast. All right, this is the college football experience. Washington at UCLA Friday night game preview. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. And the weather here today at Notre Dame Stadium, in a word, it is cold, but it is football weather. The temperature 37 degrees, humidity 79 percent. Forecast cloudy for light rain later on this afternoon. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. The Redskins want a new stadium. The owner, Jack Cook, and he wants an indoor, I heard an indoor stadium. The Redskins cannot play indoor. I mean, how can you see fun? How can this guy play indoors? Oh, this, these guys agree with me. No dome, no fake grass. Domes and fake grasses. Because when you're in East Carolina, you go for it. We're all, all, our coaching did a horrible job. The players did a horrible job. We got our ass kicked in the second half. It's-